In India and around the world, minorities are often oppressed and looked down upon. Why? Because society thinks of them as different from the so-called normal. But this leads us to thinking, what is normal? Who decides what this normal is and why are there set norms that everyone must adhere to in order to merely exist in society? The constant oppression on minorities has an adverse effect on their mental health, which unfortunately most people don't even think about. On this episode of Yours Mentally, we discuss about mental health accessibility for minorities. This episode is in conversation with Dr. Shruti Chakravarti, who is a therapist and the chief advisor at Mariwala Health Initiative. So without further ado, let's get right into the episode. So in today's episode where we talk about representation of minorities in India, Shruti, people often say mental health is a privilege. What is your opinion on that? Okay. So when you say mental health is a privilege, do you mean good mental health is a privilege? Because that I do agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because everyone has mental health, like everyone has physical health. But in order to have perhaps good mental health, having certain privileges is an advantage for sure. And if you meant that uh, mental health is a privilege in the sense of those who are privileged can access mental health or receiving mental health services is a privilege. I do agree with that as well, mm-hmm. that I think uh, not everybody has the opportunity to seek the kind of support and services that they need and deserve. And it can be quite a niche area and only few people can afford it or access it. So I've answered your question in two ways because I wasn't sure which one you meant exactly. Yeah. And also one more thing I'd like to like to ask you is, of course, you said accessibility could be a problem for two reasons, right? Do you think beyond that, there are other reasons why mental health accessibility could be a problem in India? Mental health accessibility is a broad topic to be understood in many ways. Accessibility is restricted because of finances, of course. Mm -hmm. It is also restricted because people may not have enough knowledge that, you know, we need to look after our mental health as well. Mm -hmm. And then there are, of course, social and structural and systemic barriers as well, where, you know, the kind of world we live in, which is so unequal, there are always people who are pushed out and not allowed to live the lives they want and thrive. And just that their daily difficulties of living in an unequal system can also make it really hard for them to access good mental health or good mental health services. And the stigma, of course, that exists Mm -hmm. around mental health. Mm -hmm. I mean, mental health, the way we look at it, there's a lot of misconceptions, a lot of stigma. So people also have some misconceptions which stops them from accessing mental health services. Okay, and... How do you think we can kind of break the stigma when it comes to the accessibility part of it? Because you said, you know, there are a lot of social barriers as well. I think personally, growing up, I've been to private school all my life, but never in our entire school life, they've told us, you know, anything about mental health accessibility. Only, of course, when you grow older, when you choose psychology as a special, that's when they really tell you about mental health accessibility and, you know, what is mental health in general. But I think all our life, we've not been taught anything, especially in India, you know. An example I can give is there's a lot of Dalit oppression that happens over here. But I personally got to know about that when I was, what, 18, which is, you know, and it took a long while. And it's a shame that, you know, it took me that long. But I kind of blame my school in a way that they didn't uh, educate us about those things. So how do you think we can kind of break that stigma? So I think you mentioned a couple of things. Is it okay if I take them separately? Yeah. Yeah, Because oppressions is is one thing. And then... Lack of access to mental health because of oppressions is another thing. Yeah. Stigma about the oppressed is another thing. <laughs> and stigma about mental health is another thing. And they're all yeah. connected, but they're also different. Mm-hmm. Right? So one is that you said, how do we 
how do we break the accessibility the stigma associated with it yeah stigma associated with it mm -hmm. so i think one is that the distinction between mental health and mental illness needs to be made and i think what is stigmatized unfortunately is the mental health aspect especially there are stereotypes about what mentally ill people look like how they behave what they go through and those popular stereotyping and popular images has created a lot of shame and fear in people right mm -hmm. so this i see as coming from a very ableist world we live in where a mm -hmm. certain functioning mind and functioning body is given priority mm -hmm. right and those are the people who then define what is good mental health what is mental illness and the stigma is generated so mm -hmm. i think a lot of the stigma is generated in the way ableism and ableist people set standards for how human beings should function mm -hmm. and we need to question those at a more awareness raising level i think stigma can be addressed by doing awareness campaigns by i think promoting visibilizing showcasing the lives of people who do live with a range of mental health conditions right because a lot of stigma also happens because we only believe the stereotypes and we don't really know the people who live mm -hmm. life that's another way you create awareness you visibilize and you share the stories of those who experience what they experience which we call lived realities mm -hmm. too often we believe stories or we believe the narratives of people who are not going through these issues and we take those more seriously but at mhi we believe mhi's mariwala health initiative we believe that the person who is living a certain marginalized reality or experiences a certain mental health condition they are the experts by experience mm -hmm. so their experience counts and that's who we should be listening to to learn from and then when we listen to these stories the stigma automatically reduces on your point about oppressions i want to say yes it is shameful that we people go through lifetimes not knowing about the multiple oppressions that mm -hmm. our society creates and perpetuates you mentioned mm -hmm. dalit oppression there is oppression on basis of gender sexuality okay. religion all of that so mm -hmm. i think the connection to mental health where oppressions is concerned is that when you are at the receiving end of social inequality and your life is oppressed on an everyday basis then what kind of quality of life and mental health can you expect even right mm -hmm. when you're really surviving day to day and struggling day to day because of oppressions that are put upon you by society so these are a few connections to just start off with okay i think you just answered a part of this question but like just to make it clearer does a campaign conducted for the welfare of marginalized communities generally include a mental health checkup why or why not you know this is a really very very small part of the entire mental health work that mhi does and others should do mental health checkups do help because again if we are talking about mental health and mental illness only as something that happens in the minds of individual people sure certain people who may be experiencing certain symptoms if you do a mental health checkup and you catch the early signs and symptoms it you can provide help faster but the kind of mental health work that we are doing at mhi is not individual based like this in fact we believe while these services are important we believe that our interventions have to be much more at a social level right what i mean is that we need to look at social inequalities and think of 
solutions in systems rather than only in people right mm. so for example when we look at bullying <clears throat> in school and we say you know the a child who is gender non conforming is bullied and his mental health is affected currently we only respond to the mental health aspect of the individual but we don't talk about the school system that allows for such bullying of non conforming children mm-hmm. right so what i'm trying to say is that while yes we need to support individuals unless we question systems that oppress why is it that schools get away with enforcing rigid uniforms that pushes trans children out that makes them suffer that makes them get bullied and then you provide mental health support to the individual without questioning the system so that's a little bit of i think critical evaluation we need to do when we talk of mental health services and mental health checkups because checkups are only about the individual but who's checking up on the systems that are so mm-hmm. oppressive i mean we really need to hard ask hard questions there you know mm-hmm. yeah, and, and i think in india it's really hard to i think people struggle to question the system because they feel like you know it must just be right because it exists and a lot of people are following it in india yeah, that, that's the thing right if a lot of people are following it in india people will think ha ah, that is the right thing that is the way to go i think very few people will actually you know think and try to question the system and unfortunately <clears throat> yes i think it is a function of also uh, how caste based our system is yeah. and i think uh, a lot of uh, i think most indian people grow up with that caste awareness and an almost inbuilt hierarchy which stops us from questioning something that may be considered superior so i mm-hmm. think it's also an social sort of outcome of a very hierarchical system that we grow up in in india thanks to caste right okay also one more thing that <clears throat> i hear a lot of people around me talking about is you know this one debate that sparks up every time is and i would want to know what your opinion is on reservations in job settings and in education so affirmative action reservations in all sectors we believe and i believe personally also we believe at mhi is absolutely necessary yeah we are talking if we want a just equal equitable world then we have created systems where there are people who are forced to be pushed back you know it's mm-hmm. not that all of us are born equal mm-hmm. unfortunately when we are born only depending on our social locations we are born either in rich families or in brahmin families or in dalit families or be a born disabled or we may be born queer or trans and these systems are unequal it's not that we are living in a world you know where it would be like a garden of flowers where every flower is beautiful mm-hmm. right and you say okay the roses are red and they look great and the roses are yellow <laughs> and it looks great now if it was a system like that where you're different but equal you know that's the ideal world we want to move towards mm-hmm. but we have unfortunately over the years said some people are superior and they therefore live in a system that promotes them okay so <coughs> education systems for example are inaccessible to dalit students mm-hmm. there is so much oppression so much violence in the way that selections happen in the way education is taught in in the way that dalit students are taught in school and what they are made to do all all of them doesn't give them the space to access education without that reservation nation yeah so affirmative action and reservations are actually in my opinion and the work we do at mariwala health a way to bridge the gap that is artificially and socially created yeah. there is a gap you have to recognize that and i think those who are in the center of 
you know the the privileges they will never see the gap because yeah, yeah. the society is in their favor you know they get mm-hmm. to go to the best schools they get to go to the best yeah. colleges sure they have to work hard perhaps to get there but they mm. just don't even recognize the resources that they have at their disposal yeah. which is not just individual but familial it is in the networks that they are part of in terms of caste and class and religion so they don't notice the gap mm-hmm. right but there is a gap there is a gap due to social inequality and if we want to bridge the social gap the social inequality we want to end it we want a just fair equal equitable world then definitely not just reservations but all forms of affirmative actions and there are several mm-hmm. are important yeah it's usually all the privileged people i see will always be like oh you know reservation shouldn't exist in jobs and i would ask them why they like because these people have scored a little less than us but you know they still get better positions than us especially in civil services and i always ask them and you know i kind of explain to them that the kind of education that you have received since you were a child and the kind of education that they have received since, since they were a child and also a lot of other things that they have been through that you probably haven't been through or you probably haven't experienced what they must have experienced when they were younger and then they're just like no 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 they don't deserve reservation so yeah, it's just a debate that you know occurs a lot actually i've seen it happening everywhere uh, and it's mostly the privileged people honestly but yeah uh, this loudest uh, unfortunately so their voice yeah. gets heard mm-hmm. yeah, so like while you like agree with the whole system of reservations is there something specific you would like to change in it or something we can like something everyone in a system can improve maybe in reservations i think reservations is a really broad topic and mm-hmm. i don't know if we can go into it now because it is one of the ways in which a certain amount of equality is is expected right but uh, it is one of the ways only i think the broader principle that you may be asking is about affirmative action which i already explained that mm-hmm. we need to recognize the social gaps the social inequalities and there have to be a range of ways including mm-hmm. reservations by which we can bridge that gap even anti discrimination laws anti discrimination policies are important affirmative actions right because you may give reservation to a dalit person but the way he or she or they will be treated at a workplace will mm-hmm. be very different from a brahmin person yeah. right does that workplace have then anti discrimination laws is it going to stand by every employee and say we are going to stand by you because you are being discriminated against because of your caste Mm-hmm. so when we say reservation also it's not enough reservation mm-hmm. is one of the ways yeah but we know of uh, you know uh, so many students die by suicide in higher education dalit students and that is institutional murder right because the the institution is not making a safe space for them to get a dignified education mm-hmm. right so i think reservation is 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 much broader needs to be much broader and it needs to have it needs to be supplemented by many more laws and policies and other actions and mainly a change in the attitude of people of course right okay so shruti are there any specific mental illnesses that are prevalent in marginalized communities no mm-hmm. i think it's i i know that when we look at numbers and statistics the numbers and statistics will tell you that certain groups of people have certain illnesses more etc but i think the what the numbers don't tell you is that some of the numbers may be high 
suicidality is higher in certain marginalized communities but what mm-hmm. the numbers don't tell us is that that is because of the everyday struggle being that much harder it is about the everyday devaluing of the self you know that at an everyday everyday basis it is about not seeing possibilities for the future for oneself and your loved ones so why is why are certain mental health disorders or mental health numbers higher in marginalized groups is the question to ask i feel mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. otherwise we are again stigmatizing saying oh you are from that community and so depression is higher but mm-hmm. that's not the way to go about it depression is higher because i don't see possibilities of a life for myself or mm-hmm. or, or or depression is higher because as a lesbian woman i may have been kicked out of my home Mm-hmm. right so we need to always make the connection between disorders illness mental health and social realities and only then talk mental health that is my firm belief and and it's not about my personal belief i think it is it is the mental health lens or mental health perspective or mental health narrative that can then contribute to changing the world because mm-hmm. again if you say oh two certain marginalized communities <clears throat> have certain disorders more and i say yes and you say okay then how can we work with those disorders which means the focus is again on the individual saying mm-hmm. oh xyz group has xyz disorders let's provide treatment and cure and mm-hmm. that is so biomedical we'll never change the world and actually mm-hmm. that kind of individual intervention will also not support the person in the long run to live a full life so right. always making the connection between the social reality and its impact on mental health and mm-hmm. then supporting the individual but also tackling the social reality through many different affirmative actions is the way to go right okay so as you just mentioned we all focus on large scale impact rather than individual impact so sure. in this individual impact can be large scale but i am talking mm-hmm. of social impact It's social impact yeah got it okay so what kind of systemic barriers and problems does mariwala as an organization face while advocating for mental health care i mean we are up against a lot of privileged voices that tell us that we that you know we should not be questioning the status quo that we should leave it be that you know uh, the research and i mean the narratives the dominant narratives that exist they are biomedical and they are correct so we do face a, a bit of backlash from the mental health system we face backlash from those in positions of power you know when we go and talk of anti discrimination and reservation and affirmative action like aman was saying then we hear some of the same narratives back you know that i mean i don't know i think mariwala health has also has its own privileges we are a grant making and funding organization so uh, we are able to push the envelope of far more than perhaps other other organizations can maybe so i don't think we have any systemic barriers it's the usual that people are not able to support our work because they don't believe that a psychosocial rights based model of mental health is something that should be pushed right okay so shruti what can we as privileged people do to aid mental health care for marginalized communities okay so one is question your privilege more recognize that <laughs> you know that you are at the center of the circle and you are actually causing a lot of the inequality that is happening so become a little bit more aware i'm not mm-hmm. saying you're doing it as individuals i'm not mm-hmm. saying that you person is going out and oppressing but you belong to a system where you have advantages yeah. right and you belong to a system that is promoting inequality so mm-hmm. i think just that recognition would be very important that it's not an equal system and if you're privileged then you are already participating in promoting inequality 
right mm-hmm. so then how do you question yourselves your privilege and how do you deploy it so mm-hmm. i think i mean wealth if wealth is the privilege that you have then using that you know to support people or i mean what i'm saying is that if you're more privileged you'll have more resources be more intentional and deliberate about where you put these resources mm-hmm. and it would really be very useful if privileged people put their resources also into creating a just and fair and equal and equitable world because people on the margins are anyway fighting they are fighting for their rights they are fighting to survive they are fighting for a just world but mm-hmm. the participation of privileged people is missing in these fights Mm-hmm. so i know it's a very broad answer if you were looking for one two three things it's hard to answer because yeah. each person will do it differently but mm-hmm. the guiding principle is recognize your privilege and then deploy your privilege and participate in making the world more equal because right now you are on the side of inequality sadly you know yeah. mm-hmm. and it's time to change that mm-hmm. also shruti can you also talk about how school could help us with this how schools, a... as in your school education Yeah 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 how how we could probably bring a change in education in a way that could help us you know I mean school education is another like i said you know for social inequality to continue there are many many social institutions that are at play and school unfortunately is one of them the kind of education yeah. that is taught the kind of schools the information that is taught to students what is not taught the kind of students mm-hmm. that are brought into schools those who are kept out i mean if you have access to schools and and you're in privileged positions go back to your schools tell them about you know learning about mental health from the marginalized locations of gender sexuality caste religion tell them that mental health looks very different mental health intervention looks very different and if you truly want to learn don't listen to those in the center don't listen mm-hmm. to the mar- marginalized uh, don't listen to the privileged listen to the marginalized who experience it and put their you know uh, ideas and their narratives and use that as knowledge mm-hmm. you know so i think that like the way the work we do with lgbt persons also we listen to the community and what it has to say and then we you know use that as curriculum to teach mainstream people on how to respond to issues mm-hmm. right so that's the same way all social institution including schools need to learn from the margins mm-hmm. about mental health and then use that as knowledge to bring about change so i think you mentioned like a little bit of what my next question was going to be how has mariwala helped the lgbtq community specifically right so a lot of our work has been uh, a part of the lgbtq community we run a queer affirmative counseling program it's for ma- mainstream practitioners see our curriculum does not offer how to work with the lgbtq community and how to know about their unique life struggles and respond to their unique stressors so we run a 6 day course called QACP queer affirmative counseling practice and we've also published a book called queer affirmative counseling practice a mental health resource book for practitioners in india and it's co-authored by me and three other people and we run other programs like peer support practice where we equip the mental health we men- we equip the lgbt community to provide emotional support to their peers to the lgbtq community so that's peer support right uh, so it's not just counselors and psychologists and social workers they receive a different training and people from the community receive a different training to support each other and we do a lot of awareness campaigns like gender sexuality and mental health from the margins that's also a very popular program that we actually do for schools and cottages since you were asking amar <laughs> where we use gender and sexuality 
to teach a perspective on inequality and mental health so those are the connections so yeah a lot of our work on lgbtqi looks like this course curriculum book trainings all of that mm-hmm. like to add that again what's important is that it is the knowledge that is generated by the community that is used to teach yeah mm-hmm. i think i want to keep reiterating that we are not mm-hmm. listening to heterosexual white men and what they have to say about gender sexuality but we are learning from the community about what 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 gender sexuality and mental health means right okay so shruti lastly can you tell me what is mariwala healthcare's vision for the next few years and what change do they hope to bring okay i think i've mostly answered this already but to sum it up you know we believe in a just equal equitable world we believe that that the conversations on mental health should be led by user survivors and experts by experience mm-hmm. we see the connections between mental health and social equality and we want to promote those connections so i mean it may sound idealistic but we do believe that at mariwala health that by by sort of recognizing the social hierarchies and questioning systems and you know supporting those who are on the margins change will come yeah we do mm-hmm. believe in that all right shruti thank you for doing this i honestly enjoyed and learned a lot if anything yeah um, yeah no i just wanted to ask that you know because every your audience may be used to listening to things being said differently do you want me to rephrase any of the things i said in ways that are more accessible or or was this okay like was it accessible in terms of language and concepts and things yeah. like that this, yeah this is great i think I, the audience yeah. will like it yeah it was amazing okay. nothing that you would wanted i would want you to rephrase but yeah otherwise fantastic episode yeah. just yeah thank you for doing this um, i told you before this very big fan of your work <laughs> and results <laughs> and to everyone who's listening thank you for listening and i'll see you in the next episode